Hello and welcome to Deer Tracks. As has been the common expression at the start of these episodes, it is great to be with you again. Uh, It is great, really, and great is a great word to describe how I feel. Though I'm sure words like wonderful, marvelous, or... Oh, awesome! ...could work as well. So maybe I should try working those in every once in a while. Hey, it's... Oh, awesome! ...to be with you for another episode of the Deer Tracks Podcast. I'm James Kibbe, and I have some wonderful poems from some great poets, as well as one of my own to share with you today. But before we get into the meat of this episode, I wanted to remind you that you can submit a poem of your creation to be heard on this podcast by sending it to poetry.deertracks at gmail.com. I've had some friends share their poems, and I would love to share yours as well. Again, the email to send your poems to is poetry.deertracks at gmail.com. Also, if you're more of a songwriter, I would love to share your songs, too. Now, for all submissions, I ask that they be relatively appropriate for a general audience. For poems, you can submit just the words to be read by me or a recording of yourself reading your poem. For songs, please send a recording of just you and either a guitar or a piano, uh, whatever instrument you play. It could be a ukulele, could could be anything. Um, but just make sure it's just you and, and one instrument and making sure the lyrics come through clearly and understandable, and try to keep it under about four, four and a half minutes. Again, the email to submit your work is poetry.deertracks at gmail.com. So I've decided to start things off with a poem by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. If you tuned in last week, you may recall I read her poem titled Past and Future, which was also the title of last week's episode. This week I'm reading one of her poems from one of her most well-known collections, Sonnets from the Portuguese. This is sonnet number 14 of that collection, and it is titled, If Thou Must Love Me, Let It Be For Not. If thou must love me, let it be for naught, except for love's sake only, do not say, I love her for her smile, her look, her way, of speaking gently for a trick of thought. That falls in well with mine, and certes brought A sense of pleasant ease on such a day. For these things in themselves, beloved, may Be changed or changed for thee, And love so wrought may be unwrought so. Neither love me for thine own dear pity's Wiping my cheeks dry. A creature might forget to weep who bore Thy comfort long, and lose thy love thereby. But love me for love's sake, that evermore thou mayst love on through love's eternity. That was Sonnets from the Portuguese, number 14, If Thou Must Love Me, Let It Be For Naught, by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. If you're living in the northeastern portion of the United States, then you saw some snow this weekend, and in some parts you may have experienced some accumulation. So, sorry if you did get that. Uh, I didn't see any of that, but I know there were some people that did. And uh, so, hopefully, by now you've dug yourself out. Uh, Anyway, uh, you know, I thought we'd turn the corner with this, but uh, I guess we're still getting it. Uh, Hopefully, we've kind of reached the end of it. I mean, it is May, right? So, anyway, uh, but 
if you were hopeful enough to live in an area that didn't see any of this snow, then maybe this Wallace Stevens poem will give you a sense of it. The poem is titled The Snowman, and here it is. One must have a mind of winter to regard the frost in the boughs of the pine trees crusted with snow, and have been cold a long time to behold the junipers shagged with ice, the spruces rough in the distant glitter of the January sun, and not to think of any misery in the sound of the wind and the sound of a few leaves, which is the sound of the land full of the same wind that is blowing in the same bare place. For the listener who listens in the snow and nothing himself beholds, nothing that is not there, and the nothing that is. That was The Snowman by Wallace Stevens. I really like that last line. It's a neat paradox. Nothing that is not there and the nothing that is. I could think on that for, for a bit. Uh, but anyway, one of the things I've come to miss the most and one of the things I've taken for granted is the ability to get together with family and friends. While we can video chat and text and talk on the phone, it's just not the same. With this past Sunday being Mother's Day, I know that for many of us it was especially tough. These are unusual times, and it's easy for us to get frustrated and upset about our current circumstances. Things have been shaken up, but I don't know if it's all bad. If we're honest with ourselves, we can admit that before COVID-19 we were busy, perhaps too busy. It doesn't matter whether you have a family or not, everyone has their own sort of busy. Whenever I hear the term busybody, I like to think of us as bees, buzzing around from flower to flower, back to the hive, then back to the flower, then back to the hive, and so on and so on. And it makes me wonder if bees ever stop to smell the flowers they're drinking from. Think about the beautiful blooms of a snapdragon. To us they are a delight to behold, but for the bee it is a source of food and a source of purpose. They are not interested in the beauty of the flower, but in what it can provide for the bee. And how much different are we? We run from one thing to the next, back home and back out again. We squeeze in what we can, and what we can't, we reschedule. As soon as we cast off one activity, another soon takes its place. Slowing down is not an option for the bee, and we live as if it's not an option for us. But we are not bees, nor were we made to be. If anything, we are more like the flowers. We were made for beautiful things, to soak in the rain and bask in the sun, to give and to receive love. Our roots go deep into the soil of our ancestors as we extend upward toward the future, like a bridge between what's past and what's to come. Time is never a guarantee. We are stewards of the time we've been given, and we have been given this time to reshape our priorities. I know I have not used my time wisely, nor have I stewarded my relationships responsibly. I would keep pushing things off because I thought what I had to do in that moment was more important. This kind of thinking has led to some regrettable moments in my life, and I know I'm not alone. So my goal is to rehabituate my life around valuing the relationships I have, making time for them, and Mother's Day is as great a day as any to begin. It's a day when our hearts are turned a little more towards home, so it's in this spirit of remembrance, it's in this spirit of appreciation, and it's in this spirit of longing to be together that I wrote this next poem titled, A Song for Mothers on Mother's Day.
It's a little late due to the release schedule of this podcast, but I would like to wish all the mothers listening a happy Mother's Day, even though it's a little belated, and this poem is for you. I cannot forget you on this day, nor allow my words their chance to fail. Silence only lends young hearts at bay to be numb and cherish not the gift. I recall and speak to fan the flame, whose blip flickered first upon the screen. There, self-unaware, you knew my name. Talk with me as if I could reply. You were the first home I ever knew, cradle where I curled up sound asleep, journaling the phases when I grew, and the first to comfort me when born. The very sand that lines my life's own shore are your prayers and kisses freely spent, and those nights you waited by the door would not rest until I came back safe. You were always there to cheer me on, loudest voice above the crowded hall. Moments wouldn't always play as drawn, still you treasured them within your heart. Sleepless chats you filled with gentle prose, over tea or slice of apple pie. Many disagreements often rose, hours of unspoken love delayed. Now with my own children on the scene, watching my wife selflessly expend all the best that motherhood could mean, how I couldn't see it long before. This is not to say that you fell short, rather I was on the other side wanting for my life a different sort, when you always knew the better path. I recall and speak to not forget, nor allow my thoughts here to betray. All you are belongs to me as debt, which a thousand lifetimes can't repay. That was one of my own poems titled A Song for Mothers on Mother's Day. I have one more for you from Dorothy Wordsworth titled The Mother's Return. One of the things I find interesting about this poem is that we're first filled with anticipation of the mother's arrival, but towards the end we're left to wonder if she will come back at all. For those who have lost their mom or never had the kind of mother so many other people have, Mother's Day can be bittersweet. If that happens to be you, I hope this poem is a comfort to you and I pray your life is filled with people who love and cherish you. Here is the poem. A month, sweet little ones, is past, Since your dear mother went away, And she tomorrow will return, Tomorrow is the happy day. O blessed tidings, thoughts of joy, The eldest heard with steady glee. Silent he stood, then laughed amain, And shouted, Mother, come to me. Louder and louder did he shout, with witless hope to bring her near. Nay, patience, patience, little boy, your tender mother cannot hear. I told of hills and far-off towns, and long, long vales to travel through. He listened, puzzled, sore perplexed, but he submits, what can he do? No strike disturbs his sister's breast, she wars not with the mystery, of time and distance, night and day, the bonds of our humanity. Her joy is like an instinct joy, of kitten, bird, or summer fly. She dances, runs without an aim, she chatters in her ecstasy. Her brother now takes up the note, 
and echoes back his sister's glee. They hug the infant in my arms, as if to force his sympathy. Then settling into fond discourse, we rested in the garden bower, while sweetly shone the evening sun in his departing hour. We told o'er all that we had done, our rambles by the swift brookside, far as the willow-skirted pool, where two fair swans together glide. We talked of change, of winter gone, of green leaves on the hawthorn spray, of birds that build their nests and sing, and all since mother went away. To her these tales they will repeat, to her our new-born tribes will show, the goslings green, the asses colt, the lambs that in the meadow go. But see, the evening star comes forth, to bed the children must depart, a moment's heaviness they feel, a sadness at the heart. Tis gone, and in a merry fit, they run upstairs in gamesome race, I too infected by their mood, I could have joined the wanton chase. Five minutes passed, and oh the change, asleep upon their beds they lie, their busy limbs in perfect rest, and closed the sparkling eye. That was The Mother's Return by Dorothy Wordsworth. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your time, and I hope you have enjoyed these episodes. If so, please help me out by leaving a five-star rating and positive review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Most sites have some sort of rating system, so please consider taking a couple minutes to rate and review. It really helps me grow my audience. Also, if you would like to connect with me via social media, you can do so on Facebook and Instagram through the handle at poetry.deertracks and on Twitter through at kibby underscore poetry. I also post these episodes on YouTube. Just search James Kibby and subscribe to my channel. So until our paths cross again, this is James Kibby saying, See the beautiful, know the beautiful, be the beautiful. Take care. <laughs>